Thanks for tuning in to the latest episode of the Song Lines and Tan Lines podcast, a place to take a momentary break from your day-to-day routine. Those returning, thank you. The support is appreciated. Those new to this podcast, welcome. Thanks for stopping by. Now let's pull up the anchor and set sail. I'm supposed to be on a break. I thought this week would be the start of my break week, but damn if I didn't miss doing this podcast. My book is going strong. I'm about 30 pages into the rewrite, but man, I just want to talk some Buffett today, play a few songs. I had this script written. I was like, you know what? Let's just do the daggone thing and get into it, man. I want to highlight three songs from Riddles in the Sand. So let's go ahead and get into the episode. And the break may happen next week. It may not happen next week. I don't really know. I just know I missed doing this podcast and I really want to get back to it. So let's get into it. Like I said, I pulled three songs from the Riddles in the Sand album. An album I feel should be a lot higher on the list of all-time great Buffett albums. I don't know if the songs I chose will prove that to you or not. But if you take the time and look at the track listing for Riddles in the Sand, you might be surprised what is on there. But before I dive into the songs, here's a bit of information about the album from Wikipedia. And I feel like I've covered some of this before, maybe all of it, not sure. But if you haven't heard it, you get some new knowledge about the album. And if you have heard it, consider it a knowledge refresher. Here's the info. Riddles in the Sand is the 13th studio album by American popular music singer-songwriter Jimmy Buffett. It was released in September 1984 and was produced by noted country music producer Jimmy Bowen and represented a concerted shift toward a more country sound by Buffett. He appeared on the album's cover in typical country singer garb and promoted the album at Fanfare Country Music Festival in Nashville, Tennessee. The album was originally to have been titled Gulf and Western Music, reflecting the fusion of musical styles seen in much of Buffett's music, often called Gulf and Western Music. In the album's liner notes, Jim Harrison says, This album has a musical range expanding in an arc from Bob Wills to Bob Marley, with the Gulf somehow always there. The album is the first of Buffett's not to contain a song written solely by him. He co-wrote all the songs with Will Jennings and Michael Utley, one also with Josh Leo, except for a song by Mac McAnally and one by Rhonda Coulee. The album's final song, La Vie Dansant, was later remade by Aaron Neville for his 1991 album, Warm Your Heart. That version contained an added background chorus in French. Buffett recorded a new version of Knees of My Heart for his 2003 Greatest Hits collection, Meet Me in Margaritaville, The Ultimate Collection. Reels in the Sand reached number 95 on the Billboard 200 album chart and number 18 on the Billboard Top Country Albums chart. The song When the Wildlife Betrays Me hit number 42 on the Billboard Hot Country Singles chart. Who's the Blonde Stranger hit number 37 on the country chart. And Bigger Than the Both of Us hit number 58 on the country chart as well. With all that said, let's move on to song one, When the Wildlife Betrays Me. A song with, get this folks, zero concert plays. Are you kidding me? Glad I am featuring it because it is a great freaking song. Let's get into it. (laughs) 
always like the sound of that song. It's a nice, soft kind of country ballad. Now, on to song two, Ragtop Day, a song I'm sure most of you listening to this podcast have heard, and it has seen the concert stage 130 times, according to Set List FM, first in 1984 and last in 2016, heavily featured on the 1997 tour. Here it is. Great song. Always love the vibe and energy of it. And I feel like this song could easily be played a lot more in concert. It's a great concert song full of energy and it has a swagger to it that screams of warm summer days and nights. I could easily see it being featured a lot more. Kind of surprised it hasn't been. This song could easily be in the two, three hundred, maybe even four hundred range by now. I really feel like it's that strong a song for Jimmy. Okay, on to song three. The last song I want to feature, She's Going Out of My Mind, a song that has also had zero plays in concert. Come on, Jimmy, you got to play this one at least once. I'm actually kind of surprised by that after hearing the story that goes along with it. Here's the song, more on the story afterwards. I talk to her pictures and stare at the wall And my friends come and offer their help To my back they're afraid that I'm losing it all To my face they say I'm not myself And they name all 
doctor they think I should see But they don't understand it's not me She's going out of my Love that mournful harmonica that leads this song in. I miss Fingers so much. He was such a part of the Reefers that I wish could come back. Um, I'm not sure he can anymore. I think he's got some medical issues, but don't quote me on that. Uh, and this song is another soft country ballad like the first one I featured. I think, constant listeners, you know by now that I love ballads. And it should be no surprise that two of the songs I'm featuring on this episode are ballads. There was a story I heard about She's Going Out of My Mind, and I was trying to find an article or something on it, but I couldn't find anything about it on the web. I do know Mac McAnally, who wrote the song, goes into detail about how this song got made and was written on the Margaritaville podcast. The episode was released in December of 2020. It's well worth your time to check it out. It's a fabulous interview. And the story behind this song is around the 1 hour and 32 minute mark on that episode. If you don't want to listen to the whole thing, at least spin the dial up to that point. It's a great story. In that episode, Mac talks about this song and how it came to be. It was right after a nasty car accident that probably should have killed him. Thankfully, it didn't. And it was while he was in the hospital after that accident that he wrote this song. I encourage you to check it out when you're done here. Mac is a fabulous interview. I would love to talk to him myself. If you ever hear this, Mac, please come on the show. He's got a great personality and sense of humor, and the stories he tells are fun to listen to. I just truly highly recommend that episode on the Margaritaville podcast. And if you do listen to it, let me know your thoughts on it. I would love to hear what you think about it. Let me drop anchor here and close out the episode. You can hear my voice talking music on the Audible Ecstasy podcast and talking horror on the Nightlight Tales podcast. You can email me at songlinesandtanlines at gmail.com and all my other social areas can be found in the description of the show. And if you enjoy what I'm doing, don't forget to leave me a review on Apple Podcast. And I'm still reading The Living Sand after the ukulele plays. And for you guys still listening, thank you. I might be a bit rusty on this one. We might have a break coming up next week. I'm just not sure. I'm going to keep pushing on and figuring things out. Like I said, I'm trying to juggle a lot of things in my day-to-day life right now. Kids, school, home. When you're a stay-at-home parent, you've got a lot on your shoulders. And running a podcast, working on another podcast, and working on a novel at the same time, Believe me, it fills up a day very quickly, and the six hours I do get when the kids are in school, by the time I get a lot of my other stuff done, doesn't leave a lot of time for me. So we'll see if after this episode I move on and keep going, or if we'll start getting those four album reviews that I wanted to play in order to give me just a little break 
so I can get some stuff called up. All right, that's it. Thanks for listening. Cheers and aloha. All right, back to the living sand. Let's get into it. And you can find this story on Amazon. And if you want to support me and this podcast, please swing over and grab a copy today. I'm not going to run ads. I don't plan to run ads. I don't want to run ads. And unless the ad is some lucrative amount, I will not do it. So the best way to support me is to just pick up one of my short stories. They're pretty inexpensive. I don't charge a lot for them. All right, let's get into the story, The Living Sand. Did you see that? Junior looked at him and then to the spot where Seth was staring. See what? The figure behind us. What figure? Junior asked. I don't see anything. It was there a minute ago, I swear. There is no one there, Seth. It's just your imagination, Frady Cat, Junior replied, getting back to his old, usual self. I'm not a Frady Cat. I came here, didn't I? Sure, man. Points for that, I guess, Junior replied, sarcastically. So, what happens next? Wasn't this thing supposed to come alive? Didn't that message say something about the next night it will have life? You're right. Forgot that part, Junior replied, flipping on the flashlight. Batteries now only able to push out enough power for a dim bulb. He shined his light onto the wall where the message was written in order to confirm this. In the light of the moon and Junior's weak spotlight flashlight, they noticed that the words beside the cave entrance had changed. They now read, Your life for my creature, death to its creators. While they were standing there, looking at the wall, the words evaporated, and in their place a gigantic white bunny rabbit head appeared. It had long ears that ended in sharp, razor-like points, black, lidless eyes that seemed to stare at them, a toothless mouth, and no nose. They looked from the wall to their sand creation. It was now gone, and the sand was smooth and dry, like it had never been disturbed. Seth and Junior wasted no time. They fled back into the cave and out to the safety on the other side. They never stopped running until both of them were in the comfort of their own homes, tucked away in the warmth and safety of their own beds.